what I've learned, if you let people have responsibilities, then it gives them a little bit more like, okay, I'm a part of it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not just, I'm not just a guy. Like I can, I'm a part of it. So. And they can rise to it too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I've had people who have, and I've had people who, you know, thought they could and, you know, couldn't handle it. And that's fine. You know what I mean? Hey, it's, it, it happens. It, it happens. It's, you know, the restaurant life is not easy. Trust me. It's not, but it takes a certain individual or just be dumb enough to like stick around. <laughs> Hello and welcome to You Can Do It, Do It, a podcast about people whose lives have been transformed by trying something new. Today's guest came highly recommended to us from other guests and people in the community. His name is JT, and he works for a great restaurant in Oldieville. My name is Jason Timothy. I am the chef slash co-owner of Troop in Providence, Oldieville, 60 Valley Street. Come check us out. Insert reggae horn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've been open for, technically, we've been open for just over two years um, year and a half actually doing business. This is our first time in this space. Okay. Uh, and so we actually thought it would be fitting with you, you know, given the industry that you're in yeah. to, to actually come around a table, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, um, I think food and drink is the one common thing between everyone. You know, the table is probably the most like, iconic thing which i feel like a lot of a lot of times in in a lot of families like you know with two if you have two busy parents you know what i mean like you're you're not sitting around the dinner table and that was one thing that i was always came up on like my grandmother always like when dinner time street light came on time to sit your ass down and eat so you guys (laughs) you were a big dinner at the table family oh yeah well my family was absolutely um my grandmother, she was a horrible cook. I think that's why I don't. And I again, so how I got here is weird, but it was still a it was still a bonding place. And I think there that there's so much lacking in that these days because again, like yeah, your your parents are busy. You're 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 not always going to have that opportunity. But you know, I think for for myself and that was one of the most not say telling things, but um, it was important. And it was, you know, the TV got turned off unless it was like the news or Jeopardy, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And even to this day, like I'll go, you know, God, right. You know, man, killing me. I'd go there on like on Tuesdays when I knew I had off and I'd like watch Jeopardy. And it's like, there's so many things that, Again, and that's probably like a, a offshoot side thing, but I feel like when you sit at a table with people and you're able to enjoy a meal with your loved ones and your friends, you know that is that that those are the best moments because there's there's nothing else around you. You're just enjoying the food. You're not you're not worried about the TV. You're not worried about all the bullshit that's like going on especially nowadays i mean with our current climate you know what i mean so the dinner table is very important and so this is cool like that we're doing this at this table yeah and i know i bricked on food i'm sorry 
No, I love it. <laughs> this is actually the the first table that I've the first dining room I've ever had, and the first dining room table I've ever had. Oh, nice. This is like super it's super a very cool. lovely table. I mean, Thanksgiving will probably ball out over here. <laughs> You're going to have to teach me how to make a turkey. Oh, that's easy. That's nothing. <laughs> and I think in, in America, like, dinner is also super undervalued. Getting together, sitting, like, enjoying a meal is crazy undervalued. Right, agreed. Yeah. I, it, and JP, to your point, um, it's, again, it's it's the... It's like you're in a rush, you're in a hurry to like get to something else, do something else. And what, and I think that's what's missing in a lot of homes, I would more than likely guess. Well, not more than likely guess, I would say, because it's, you know, growing up, especially when I grew up, like there was always, again, there was a dinner table and either if you weren't at the table there was a problem and it was like, you know, and when people wanted to like ask about your day, how, like, what did you do at school today? Like, you know, what did you do today? Like it, it, I feel like there's a lot of that missing like nowadays. And especially with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of kids these days. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I, not to say that's their fault or their parents' fault. It's just I think everyone is just too much in a rush, you know. And it's just like, why don't you just take like an hour or two to just sit and enjoy a meal and chill the out? <laughs> you. I didn't swear that time. <laughs> nah, you can't if you want. Psych. Wow. It's I love meant it. for the show. I know. It's good. Um, so why why food? Why is food so important? Oh, as far as this to you, to me, yeah. So you you grew up. Your grandma wasn't a great cook, no. But, like but somehow, went, I something think, happened. Um, from a from a very young age, like I would help. I I would help her. She would when I did go to church. <laughs> um, I would help her with like my brother and myself. Um we would help her like organize like these like little pastry trays, like totally entomans. Like she wasn't baking them, but like, it was kind of like, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're just, you're making these trays and it, and it's like, there was something, I don't know. There was something just alluring about food. And like my mother could even tell you, hi Sandy. Um, she could tell you that my, my love for, it, it, it happened so young and I don't, I, I couldn't even really tell you, like how it actually happened. It was just one of those things where, you know, I, I, I was, I was doing it. Like I would cook for my brother when we were small. I can remember actually burning the shit out of him once (laughs) making like baked beans. And I, and like he had a huge burn on his arm and I was just like, "Eh, whatever. And he was screaming, crying. My aunt was freaking out. I was like, "Eh, all right. Sorry, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I don't know. They're just it, it's it's weird how not to say weird, but I don't know how I how this just it just grabbed me, and you know I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like even like going through high school, like I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like no no idea whatsoever. Like my one of my biggest mentors, um, Joanne Gaudreau. Um, she said, you know, 
I was in like a couple of her foods classes and we would be in groups and I just like take over and like in the group and like do like just do, you know, and everything would turn out like everything would be fine, you know, um, and she said, have you thought about maybe culinary school? Because she at the time was actually going to Johnson and Wales continuing education program on the weekends. Wow. And this is like in, this is in 94. So she was doing that. And she said, you know what? I'm going to bring you up to Johnson and Wales. And, and she wasn't in Rhode Island, right? Like no, this, Conne- this is in Connecticut, oh. Hamden High School. Yeah. Hamden High School football rules. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of shout outs. It still, it still does. No, no, it actually doesn't. <laughs> Sorry, but so, but from from that, um, I think she saw something in me that I could excel at, and she gave it. Basically, she gave me the confidence to be able to take the steps to go to culinary school to, you know, take this path. And I mean, trust me, it hasn't been an easy journey, but, you know, and I still learn every day. I still, you know, fight the fight every day, but I think she was, she was probably, she was the major spark for me getting into this business. And to, for me, you know, she's more or less why I'm here now. It's like the godmother of your culinary. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, it's a, yeah, she's an amazing lady. Now what, what happened? So she brought you to Jaywoo. Did it was, you, yeah, just for like a tour. What was okay? So it wasn't for it, the facilities. Yeah. you didn't see anybody cook. No, no, no. It was just like why you like. To, it was like a walkthrough. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay. Were you sold at that point, or was it? I I at that point, yeah, uh-huh. kind of for the most part because my grandmother was like super hardcore on like go to college mm. and like do something, and so I was like, oh, that's I'm something. Go, I'm good at this. <laughs> yeah. So this that's that's kind of where the decision was made and. You know, that's, yeah, that's how I, um, again, that's how I'm here now. So what was a, what was a skill you learned there that it, that's carried through as a chef at Johnson and Wales? Yeah. Like what's something like foundational fundamental for you? Um, don't cut your fingers off. The knife skills. <laughs> I think he specifically said, don't cut your fingers okay. off. So like knife skills maybe. No, because there's one moment like my freshman year and and this is like the worst I've ever cut myself, knock on wood. Um, I was just like going too fast and I basically, I almost like n- took the top of my, my left index finger straight off. Like I, when I heard... When the knife, when I felt the knife like go through my finger, oh man, this is gonna be so graphic. It's awesome. You guys are gonna love this. <laughs> I felt the tip of the knife hit my bone, and I was like, "Ooh, shit, that wasn't it." Right. But I mean, again, it's things like that you learn from. Mm-hmm. But like knife skills, definitely. I mean, wordage. Obviously, you learn like classical techniques. I think the one thing that that and and, and this is not to put a bad name on Johnson and Wales. I feel like what they don't necessarily do for the students. I mean, their facilities now are, are amazing. And I have a couple of Johnson and Wales students in my kitchen and they're great. Um, but they don't, it's not there. They don't train kids to come out and be actually ready for the workforce. And a lot of these kids come out and they think, Oh, I'm like going to be on the food network. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to be that. And it's like, 
and it's like you can't even boil an egg to save your life. You know what I mean? You don't even like you forget to have a towel to grab a hot pan. Like and they're asking for so much when they come out. And it's like when I was coming up, you know, it was a lot of hard. Like it was hard for the simple fact that the the school that I come from and the school that the kids are coming out of now are two completely different things. Like you have to like coddle kids. Now you have to be like, Oh, it's okay. Like I can remember getting like saute pans thrown at me, like knives thrown at me. Like I work for some hardcore chefs and now that doesn't translate to this generation. So it's, it's like you have to play with kid gloves, but at the same time, like you do come across a couple who will be like, okay, I could take it. I could do it. You know what I mean? And I, and I try not to be a hard ass. And I mean, I'm a sarcastic, absolutely. But like, I think how how kitchens are run these days, you have to be you have to be a little bit more compassionate. Whereas the kitchens I came up in, there was no such a thing, you know, and it's kind of like, all right, well, like every day like there was a I worked for one gentleman but he was awesome and he's he's actually one of my other mentors but he was so hard on me like i would wake up like in the morning sick like sick to my stomach being like oh god i got to do this all day today you know what i got better from that because of he wasn't he wasn't doing it as i look hindsight he wasn't trying to be a dick to me he was just more or less like he knew that I could be better and he saw that I could be better. And so once, once you apply those things and you actually start getting it and that's when he backed off of me Hmm. and that was like that I could remember the day and I was just like, he was like, good job. I was like, what? (laughs) And that's what happens. But like every, like now again, like with, with a lot of the, a lot of the kids now it's like, you need to like pat them on the back all the time for like, oh, I I made this dish good. Well, that's what you get paid for, right? You know what I mean. So it's <laughs> you like, made it average. You're not doing your job. Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's just two different schools of thought. In which I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get better and learn and kind of like dial in, you know, old school thought to like new school thought and bring those together and kind of, you know, just make, try to be better for like, not only my staff, but like for others, you know what I mean? It's, which is hard. <laughs> Trust me. Cause you want to swear at everybody all the time. Like I always do, <laughs> but you know what? I've, I've, you, it, there comes a point where you have to dial it down and just be like, all right, cool. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's gentle coddling, but you also have to have some kind of like, all right, I need you to do this better yeah. or I need you to do that better. I mean, it feels like there could be a pretty reasonable middle ground where like you don't have to just congratulate them every time they like you said, like you did your job. Cool, that's what the money I guess. is for. Like that's literally what your salary right. is for. Like here's how you can be better. Right. You know, and I don't know. It doesn't feel like that's there's no place for that. No, and it's I mean in in some kitchens it's like so how Troop runs and how we run the kitchen, how I run the kitchen there is I basically give, I give a lot of creative influence as far as like, I'm not just writing the menu and telling you do this, do this, do this. You know, I want, 
I want my team to say, hey, I have an idea. I have a thought. And, you know, run it by me. Great. If it's good, awesome. If it needs to be fixed, I can help you fix it. Like my sous chef, Chad, he's, he's, I don't ever, I don't, the one thing I know when I walk in that door is that he's already, he's like, I got it. Like, I'm all set. Like, he, he nails it almost every single time. Like, he, it, there's really no, I don't have to talk to him on a level that's, you know, that says, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Because he just, he, he comes in, he's super hardworking and the dishes he comes up with, he nails. So like, that, like people, like things like that are, are things to me that are, are good. Cause then it's like, I don't have to worry. I know I don't have to worry about you. Like, but I also allow my, the rest of my cooks to have that creative freedom. And again, if they have questions, I help them. If not, all right. You know, it's, it's cool. Like you have to kind of give a certain amount of leeway. You have to give, like what I say, and, and I, I've said this since we opened, I was like, you know what? You're going to fail at something. And it, you know what? But you, and like, if you don't try it, you don't know. Like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cooks out there that work for chefs that, you know, they're not going to have that opportunity because you're only doing what they want. Like I, I'm tr- I try to leave enough room for them to grow and expand. And again, you're going to fail, but if you make it better then awesome, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's kind of like it, not to say that you know we're throwing out pounds of food because you like you messed up one dish, you know what I'm saying? But it's like I I want to I want to cultivate a creativity in them that you know they could say they have the confidence that they know that if oh I, I did this all right I can now try this I can now try this I can now try this so it's it's for me it's kind of like. You know, and I don't, I, and I necessarily don't even cook that much anymore, which is wild, you know, but, um, and I'm kind of still getting used to that a little bit, I guess, but, um, I have the full confidence in them to be able to execute and be able to put out a product that they're proud of and that I'm proud of. And that represents the restaurant in the way that we kind of stylized it. What I want to get into now is actually a little bit about your role, the restaurant, you know, kind of talking about that. Neither JP nor I actually have worked in the restaurant industry ever in, in food service. Um, it's something that, you know, fascinates both of us. Um, Providence is like tremendous culinary scene. We love going out to eat, but we know nothing about how a kitchen works and what like the inner workings of a restaurant actually are. So one of the things that I actually wanted to chat with you about was to like learn about the various roles in a kitchen. And I know some of our listeners too will have like, most people know what a chef is, right? Right. But aside from that, and maybe a host Vaguely and a waiter, know a it's like chef, maybe. Yeah. I but mean, yeah, can you walk us through like and, what? Yeah, maybe just maybe troop specific because I'm sure it differs a little bit restaurant to restaurant. Yeah, it. I mean, absolutely. I mean, there could there's you know certain places have. I I know in our kitchen, um, on any given service, we have two people, um, working the hotline, and what's, then what's their the hotline. Oh, so like you're like. You know, either you're flipping eggs or you're making sandwiches or you're making, you know, street noodles. 
Yeah. Street so is noodles. It, is, is, do you call it the hot? Is it like that hot surface? Is that basically? So basically we have our setup is 12 burners with an oven, a grill, um, and a dry oven, a dry oven, meaning it's not convection. There's no fan in it. Um, so there's two people who man that. Then we have one person who works the pass. So the pass is where, you know, if it's myself or it's my sous chef or it's somebody else, they basically delegate from the line to the front. And so we're an open kitchen. So, you know, the pass is where servers come and grab their food or, you know, bartenders come and get their food. And it's basically the pass is like the, the line of communication between the kitchen and the dining room. And at all, at any time it's, you know, sometimes some nights it's two people just working the line and no one working the pass or like a server will jump behind and work the pass. And then, you know, there's two people just rocking out food. Um, but nine times out of 10, it's going to be, it's three people. And as I mean, if it's slow, it's only two because, you know, the third person is probably like helping prep or, you know, doing whatever needs to be done for the stations to be ready for either lunch and or dinner or brunch. So it's, you know, it, it, it takes a village, if you will. Um, sometimes the village is big. Sometimes the village is small. You know, some people work at different rates than others which happens in every restaurant, but it's, um, for, for the seating that we have and for, um, for the business we do, it's pretty amazing to see what they do just being two people, like having a third person. Sometimes it's like, that's kind of few and far between, but for the most part, those kids rock and they, 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 crank it out and they get it done and they're like they're i'm i'm blessed to have the staff that i have i mean and i can't stress that enough you know even though i don't tell them that all the time but i'm I'm extremely blessed to have them and and they're they're a good group of kids and i know i get on their nerves sometimes they get on mine but i mean that's everyone gets cranky in the kitchen at one point or another (laughs) you know what i mean but they they do such a phenomenal job of just you know, being focused and getting it done and getting it out and doing it in at, at, at high quality outside of like the volume that we do sometimes. So it's, it's nuts. I mean, you guys can even come and watch and if, if you've never been, which you've never been, uh, we're, we're I, human I feel garbage. Really bad. We, I'm just a big pile of garbage over here. I just man, we tried I so hard to get too. in this week. Yeah, I literally was like, like, I gotta get in the schedules. Well, we, no, it, we it, you know it happened. There's so many people that actually that that say that all the time, and it's just like you know what to actually see it and how it works and how it goes. It's it's mind boggling. It's just it, it. I mean, it's a it's a it's a machine. It's not well oiled yet. I mean, again, we're still, we're still getting there. Like, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's always things that you, you could do. We could be better at and do better at, you know what I mean? But we do the best we can, you know, in the moment. And that's kind of where, you know, a lot of people who, again, who ask about the behind the scenes, it's like, if you could, if you could be a fly on the wall, you know what I mean? Which we don't have a lot of those, we Thankfully. kill them. 
<laughs> Those aren't a lot. If you could be one of the thousands of flies on our walls. <laughs> so it, it, again, it's bad. it's it's just one of those things where you know, it's it's a collective effort between you know, you know, dishwashers, you know, prep guys, you know, my cooks, my my sous chefs. You know what I mean? It's like it's a collective. You know, it's like you have to kind of be, you know, at least you have to somewhat be in tune. And yeah, there's always those internal battles between everybody. It happens. It's it's like any other job. Like you're going to be upset with somebody at some point, at some time. You're moving. I mean, that's got to be stressful. Again, it takes it takes a village and for everything to kind of like at least semi work. You know what I mean? And but I, I feel like for the most part, you know, we nail it all the time. Like we nail it for the most part. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's going to be off days that happens with anything, you know, but we just stay focused and, you know, stay the course. And it's kind of, you know, again, we're going to hate each other at points, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, that's just, it's kitchen life. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> it's and what you, happens. You guys do hip hop in the restaurant too. Right? Oh boy. Is we that, do a lot is of that. Is that you? Is that Larkin? Who's, who's influenced? Well, okay, oh, so, all right. So, I mean, I should probably get into like the laughing gorilla part of the story. Okay. Yeah. Um, so myself, Sean Larkin and Lee Vincola, we started laughing gorilla catering in 2016. Um, we did a bunch of public events. Why, we, why laughing gorilla? Why, why that group? How well, did that, like, how did the name come up? Well, why did you guys come together? Like what was the, well, uh, well at the time, Sean, with Revival, he wanted to be able to sell his beers, like, at public events and stuff like that. I, my, myself, I was, this is, like, year five of me being at Louis Fuller's. Shout out to Louis Fuller's, yo, Jesse and Eric. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> but, um, so I was there for five years, and I was kind of like, they had, I was at the point where, I mean, I loved working there. I loved working for them. I just, I needed something new for myself. And um, Lee was kind of like, yeah, you should, we should think about, you know, maybe kicking out and like getting you out of the basement. And I was like, all right. And so, you know, I always wanted to work with Sean because I, I have, I have an admiration for um, his drive and how he, pushes his product and how he just tries to do, he tries to do a lot of stuff. And I was like, yeah, you're probably, you're the dude I want to work with. And so that's how we all got together. Um, so again, public events we were doing, I know our very first public event um, was single to mile block party. That was one of them, which was like, was nuts. We did. It was awesome. That's the first time we had your food. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Probably aside from Louis Fuller, but the first time right. I had your food and knew it was. Yeah. Um, so that all led, you know, over time um, to Kitchen, the pop up where Howard, he was like, I need to take six months off. I just want someone to, you know, run the space while I'm gone. Um, and he had talked to some other folks and then we had talked. And I was telling him about a bunch of people that he had. I had met him when I was like 26 at Jerky's. 
because he worked with a bunch of friends of mine. Yeah. So it was just kind of like it, it was like a lot like some some reminiscent, you know, talk going on. And then, you know, he gave me the call and was like, yeah, you know, I'd love to have you in here. And that happened that six months was crazy. We didn't really make a ton of money, but it was like a big marketing stunt. <laughs> yeah. But that but that happening also um, brought on um, some partners who wanted to invest in the brand and wanted to invest in us. And so now we went from three to five. Um Chris and Amr, what's up? But, um, and now, so yeah, and so now that's how Troop happened. Yeah. And again, like I said earlier to you guys, like if you were to ask me if I was going to be in a restaurant within three years of starting a business, I'd have laughed at you and been like, yeah, no, yeah, no way, no, no Bobka way. What, what would the <laughs> path have been though? I mean, just like running. I mean, I'm not, company? to be honest, I can't really answer that because I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's it, either happened. we were, it, it just it, it just happened. It, it was just one of those like, all right, here we are now. So let's let's go and let's try and you know just make the best of it. And I think through the group as a whole, I mean, you know, we're we're just trying to again get better, be better, shore some things up. You know what I mean? Maybe there might be who said who doesn't know like down line like maybe we open another one. You know what I mean? But maybe not under the same concept, but maybe you open something else. You know, you never know. But it all stretches off the of our success so far at Troop. And I feel like we've been able, since we've been there, I think people have really been really uh, receptive of what we're doing. Like, we're completely community-oriented. community, community orient, ori- uh, Words? Oriented. So we try to do a lot for like the area because we know where we are. It's like, you know, like Oneyville. People are like, where the fuck is that? It's, you know. Right down the road. Yeah. So we we try to we try to really be um, acceptive and inclusive to our neighborhood and our neighbors and the people that are like moving in or people who come from out of town. So, I mean, I think what we're trying to do as a whole is – you know, just again, continue to just get better, be better, build the brand and, you know, see what goes from there. But I think we're doing an all right job so far. So, I mean, we have a ton of entertainment all the time. It's a lot of DJs place gets crazy sometimes, but you know, other than that, it's, you know, onwards and upwards, you know? So I really can't, I don't really don't have too many complaints about that. What does it mean to be like inclusive of the area? Like, what do you guys do? To try to achieve that, well, well, we work a lot. We do a ton of work with, um, like Wilbury Theater, um, which is like right, literally, like right around the corner. Um, we we do a lot of work with um, some state officials as far as like you know they they want to come have their events there. We've had the mayor there a bunch of times. He's had like symposiums. You know, we're we're open to everybody. And it's like we we wanna create we what we want is for folks to come in and have an experience that's like, you know what, you're not going to like that white tablecloth place where it's it could be pretentious and it's like you feel like you don't fit in there where we're like, come on in. Mm. You know what I mean? And hopefully you feel like you you're getting the same you know, food and drink experience as like you were going to 
a white tablecloth establishment, you know? And it's because, I'll be honest, like I come out of fine dining and it was not something that I wanted to do. It's like, I just wanted to be, I wanted to like get away from it. There's really not a ton of money in fine dining. Like I'm, I don't want to, I don't want people to come in and be like, Oh, well I'm going to fucking drop $225 a person. Like, yeah, you're crazy. You know what I mean? But if you could still get like that food experience and that drink experience and then have like awesome music playing, who doesn't want that? It's a, it's a crazy community, the restaurant community here. And we're it's the majority of us are it's a pretty tight-knit group i think for the most part i mean if you don't actually know somebody personally they still like you know who they are and it's like you say always say like hey what's up you know what i mean we all go through the same battle you know depending it doesn't matter where you are we all go through the same fight so it's it always surprises me how supportive everyone seems of each other too like it seems like you could all be and every time we interview someone in this industry at all um, but your perspective is particularly unique being like the chef at the restaurant or as one of your roles as a chef is that like you guys could be competing, but there's just a ton of collaboration and support. I'm sure there is some competition. Oh, I mean, obviously you want to yeah, I mean, brush everyone into the dust. No, it's not even that. I, I mean, I don't I don't look at it that way. And this place, this Providence is so small that you kind of have to not to say be nice to other chefs cooks whatever it's it's just you know we're all in the same boat and we're all so close like you know for instance like Derek Wagner he's a good friend of mine you know what I mean he owns Nick's on Broadway like and now he has Nick's on Westminster which is like okay like I'll like I'll always I love their brunch like I haven't been to Nick's on Westminster yet but you know hopefully soon you know, and I got time. There's so many people like my 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 good friend and brother, like Marty Lyons, who's at ten, and my buddy Chris, who's the chef at Bluefin in the Marriott, which is slept on because it's like, and they do a lot of cool stuff. He does a lot of cool stuff, and people are like, oh, you're a restaurant and a hotel, and it's like, no. But so it's like the support community, like for those of us who are like tight, it's it's like, all right, you're good. You know what I mean? And I, I just, I feel like, am I, are there some chefs that I'm kind of like, nah, you're right. Like there is, and I'm, I'm sure there's plenty that think the same way of me, which is fine. I mean, it's whatever it, it, it happens everywhere. But, um, you know, I think for the most part, you know, if you're not, if you're not supporting your scene, it's just, just supporting your scene as a whole. It just, it's better for everybody. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm not going to bash you because, you know, you did this wrong or you do that wrong or, you know, everyone's got, always going to have something to say. That's why I also say, hey, listen, this is going to be the last time I swear. Nope. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's actually dig into that a little bit because I'm, I'm kind of curious. So some some restaurants do really well on Yelp. Some, right. some get kind of killer, like bad reviews and right. totally tank you for a while. What, what's been your experience with kind of the internet, people using it, Yelp, et cetera? I don't look at Yelp. Yeah. I mean, I have the app on my phone, but I don't look at it. I feel like Yelp is a platform for people who just like to complain. 
I mean, have we gotten a ton of like great Yelp reviews? Yeah, absolutely. But like there's ones that are ridiculous, but it happens for every restaurant. So I look at, I, I pay no attention to Yelp. You know what I mean? Cause let's say, you know, I might love a place you might not, but, or and vice versa, but I'm not going to look online to tell for you to tell me you gave this place a one star review. It's not going to stop me from going there. You know what I mean? So I think just Yelp is a, you know, keyboard cowboys muscles. It's like, get out of here. Who, uh, who's, who's your bartender now? Um, my head bartender over there is Audrey King. She is, uh, Bobka amazing. <laughs> I love that Bobka's the new swear word. <laughs> um, she is consistently creating new cocktails, working on new cocktails. She is by far, she's one of the best people I've been able to work with as far as, um, a cocktail composer, I'll call her but she's amazing she's done great great things for us i know she has a bunch of crazy stuff coming up for fall she's got in mind that we've been talking about and i'm just like just let me know when you need everything and i'll, <laughs> I'll get it what's your favorite drink she's slinging now oh which was there's so many um i know for the she wants to take this off the menu and i'm actually not opposed to it um our pineapple upside down it at one point was our biggest seller. Actually, all the the Alto Ego. So it's uh it's a tequila drink with passion fruit, jalapeno, um, peppercorn, spiked uh tequila, jalapeno. It's 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 dangerously good, <laughs> and that's been like one of our biggest sellers lately. But um, she comes up with some amazing cocktails, and you know she it, she's a joy to work with, and um. Yeah, she's she's very talented at what she does. She's, I would definitely say she's one of the best bartenders in Providence. And it's it'd have to be to work for you. No, well, hey, I don't think you'd put up with anything less. I mean, I put up with myself. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, really? Um, but no, she's awesome. She makes she makes a, an amazing. She makes some really amazing stuff, and uh, hopefully, well, I'm not. I'm not. Hopefully, I'm. Just, it's it's. I just can't wait to see what she's going to come up with, you know, in the fall. So I know she's pretty excited about, she's got some, she's got those like idle hands that are like, <laughs> what's uh what's your favorite thing? Troops cooking right now. Uh, the Korean fried chicken, I would say is the, is my favorite. You gotta go. <laughs> We gotta go. Don't don't, um, don't, don't do okay, that. Okay, so we just Jeez. we just well, put well, this. Love Korean fried chicken. Like, I do love Korean fried chicken. We lot, just put yeah. this on the menu. I actually, um, so it's, um, boneless chicken leg from uh, Buffoni's uh, rice sticks, and we toss that with uh, charred shishito peppers, gogujang honey, and uh, we make. We've been making. Uh, Green tomato kimchi in house, so I get. Would you bury it? How do you? No, well, I I kind of do like the fast way, so I get kimchi juice from Minnie from Chi Kitchen, and oh, she's she's actually another one. She's magic. Um, so I get the juice from her, and then we doctor it up, and then it's like in a couple hours you're good, but it's 
it's can't even keep it around. It's crazy. That's amazing. That's actually it's it's Bobka good. <laughs> How do you get inspired for your menu in general? Like so I, I shamefully I have not been there and I literally sent the menu to my wife after I looked it up and we were both just like how the hell have we not been to this because <laughs> we, we love Sunday we're hanging out on Sunday we are going Sunday. yes we're going Sunday you're open Sunday right yeah brunch All you right. guys gonna come in for brunch is dope yeah yeah go see I, my I mean, boy Chad I love he kills the brunch game alright I love street I'm telling food. you right I'm telling you right now what you need to get if you go okay. for brunch is you get the pinnacle it's a, a house made cheddar biscuit that he makes with chorizo gravy, egg, pickled onion, a little cilantro. It is fiery. People freak the babka out over it. <laughs> People are going to start to think we were actually like replacing Putting what he said in. with babka. <laughs> <laughs> I was asked not to swear a lot. Who asked you this? Who, who, uh... Uh, you know, everybody. <laughs> big podcast is always keeping big, you down. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's I fine. Told, I told at least Jan and uh, and whoever else that told you you couldn't swear. I told them it's fine. No, no, I. I said it, we'll it's replace funny. everything it says with babka. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. So where's the inspiration from the menu? I, I think more or less it's, you know, it's for outside of giving. You know, I I call my cooks the kids, giving them creative influence. But sometimes it's I could be reading something or I see something that like brings me back to a time or a certain place. And, and it's like, Oh, all right, let's, you know, let's do it. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it's, it's really, it's feeling, I think, and it's, it, it's feeling. And I know that there's sometimes like I could be so scatterbrained. I'm like the kid with the idle hands, like ADHD, like really hard. So like my head could be in like six different places, but um, you try to dial it in. I try to dial it in as best I can to to things that, you know, um, I know I like and things that I know that would be just sound cool together and try it. And nine times out of 10, I'll, I'll make I'll make a new dish and then I'll say it's good or I'll give it to somebody. And or I'll get I'll, I'll give it to the staff and let them try it and they're like yo this is good and I'll just put it on out of I like I don't you just try it out that evening yeah it's day. it's there's like my a lot of chefs have a, a longer thought process on it I don't like I just kind of go for it you know if you can't if you don't throw the brick you don't know where it's going and you turn away like if you throw the brick and you turn away you don't know where it's going to land if mm. you throw the brick and you just watch where it lands then you kind of figure it out and then again if you have to adjust it you know you adjust but other than that it's kind of it's i'm very whimsical it kind of it makes my staff crazy sometimes but <laughs> that's just how i work some i'm very unorthodox in a lot of ways so you know it's it's how I've always kind of been, and I mean I'm trying. I'm working on it. <laughs> Work in progress. I love it. Yeah. So you've got a couple of tattoos. Yeah. What's up? What's- Opus and tractus means work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. This one's for mom. I have one on my leg. I have one on my back. Yeah. I'm getting another one on my chest. It's dope. One of my <laughs> one of my uh, one of my servers drew this awesome piece. It's going to be a couple hours of pain, but hey, what's pain when you're standing in front of a kitchen <laughs> all day? Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. 
Yeah, I don't know. So you have a history like loving making food. Yeah. You have a background going to Johnson Wales. You've worked in a lot of kitchens, but now you're you're in a role where you don't get to get your hands dirty as often. Is that a weird feeling? Like it's, being it it slightly is. I mean, you know, actually I I actually I worked the other night on the line and it was it was like, oh good, like at least you know, I mean, I'm getting older. <laughs> so it's like, man, am I losing a step? I don't know. But it's, you know, I don't mind it. I've never really, I've never minded it. It's not, um, it's not something I'm opposed to, but it's also, you know, where I, I'm not, I don't need to be in that role. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I'm there if, if needed. You know, and it's not to say that it's not me just, it's not me taking a step back. It's just, you know what? I work these trenches. I've been in this, I've been in here. Like I've worked my ass off for 20 plus years to get to here. You know what I mean? So I don't have, again, I have no problem stepping in on the line and doing it and like getting in there and getting dirty with it. But it's, you know, it's, depends on you know who you're working with and how people perceive it you know it's hard trust me it's i because when we first opened i want to do everything by my i want i want to do everything and then you knew how you wanted one of my previous sous chefs he was like you know i can't you know let me help you and that was like the thing he was like let me help and then when i started like letting people take tasks off me it like it somewhat it freed me up so it was kind of like all right and that's kind of hard for some chefs they they, they want to hold on to it and that's where I was just kind of like you know what you're actually right you know what I mean so you have to have that kind of like okay if you want to do it you can do it oh can do it. Huh? <laughs> huh? You like what I did there? Yeah, cut, that. <laughs> cut that out. Oh, sorry. That's the first the time it's happened. Of the <laughs> it's not the first time it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's just one of those things where it's like if you you have to – well, I've learned if you let people have responsibilities, then it gives them a little bit more like – Okay, I'm a part of it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not just, I'm not just a guy. Like I can, I'm a part of it. So, and they can rise to it too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and I've had people who have, and I've had people who, you know, thought they could and you know couldn't handle it, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Hey, it's, it, it happens. It it happens. It's you know, restaurant life is not easy. Trust me, it's not. But takes a certain individual or just be dumb enough to like stick around. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it helps you creatively to be able to step back too? Slightly because there's, and there's also like being an owner, there's so many other things that like, I also have to look at, you know what I mean? So I do the best I can to, when I do have ideas, I at least think them, I think them out. I write them down. I'm the worst at this. I write my ideas down and I always leave my notebooks at home uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn it. I have this and it's all written down and it's, it's, it's mine, but it's the one thing that I leave at home all the time. And I'm like, Oh Jesus, 
Like, oh, I was written down. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I rethink it and I go back and I look and then I'm like, oh, sh- I was kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, I, how I, how I see it and how I, how I work. And again, this doesn't always work for everybody. It's just, it's very, and it's very off cuff. I know a lot of cooks, like they like to have like regiment, whereas I'm like, uh, you know what? Oh, I said this yesterday. I'm going to do this today. You know, it's, I know it's hard sometimes, but it's, you know, it's trying to communicate that to be like, all right, well now I have this idea because I don't, you know, have the other one in front of me. But, and that, hey, that's what happens when you're a flighty kid, I guess. <laughs> it's adaptive. Yeah. Like it. You've been cooking professionally over 20 years. And yes. you've had the experience now of being able to basically run your own show, you know, for better or worse at Troop. You know, the ups right. and downs of it. No, there's there's definitely a lot of ups. There's definitely downs. And, you know, you just, you find a way to you know, to enjoy the ups, but you also find a way to fight through the downs and the downs happen. Like either it be like, you know, you losing like good people or, you know, and that's between front and back of the house, but you learn to get through it. I think that's what makes our business a very intriguing one because again, and this is this, I could probably speak for every kitchen, every restaurant, in this is, is, you know, in, in the losses, you learn how to bounce back and you learn how to get forward and go forward. Like there's always going to be a next one that step up, you know what I mean? And it happens, you know, and it, it's a, it's a sad fact that it does happen when it does, but you know, you never know. You might find, you know, you find a rusty penny, you shine it up. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, again, it's, it's a onwards, upwards thing. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be the only one to tell you, but like, yeah, every, every kitchen has it's, it's again, ups. And when the ups are up, awesome. When the downs are down, they're down, but you, again, you just learn to fight through it. And I think that's what makes us a very interesting community is because a lot of us refuse to stay down. So it's one of those, like, you you might hit me, but guaranteed I'm going to get up and I'm going to hit you harder. So it's, it's just one of those things where, um, you just gotta, you just gotta dust off and, and rethink, regroup, and then keep going because there's no, there's once you, once you stop fighting, you're done. So see, thanks again, man. Hey, thanks Thank guys. Uh, you know what? I'm, you guys are right. cool thanks so much for listening to you can do it do it we had a lot of fun today talking with jt if you want to hear more about what he's up to visit you can do it do it.com again as always thank you to night swim for the use of their song fiji as the theme song for this show you can find it on itunes spotify and wherever you download great music Last but not least, thank you for listening. Uh, We do this show for you, and we really hope that you share it with friends and family and whoever uh, would want to hear things about our quirky little town here in Providence and be introduced to uh, an amazing cast of characters. So recommend the show. Reach out to people. Let us know what you think of it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Bye.